0: If you're listening to this, then you likely already know that being an independent musician can be a lonely road. And maybe your friends and your family just don't fully understand why you do what you do or why you invest so much time, energy and, and money towards achieving your music goals. And especially early on, it can be hard to find people who really understand what you're trying to accomplish and how to make it happen. Uh, so that's where Modern Musician comes in. My name is Michael Walker, and you know I can understand and relate to that feeling I've been there myself, and so has our team of independent artists. And the truth is that basically everything good in my life has been the result of music. It's The reason I met my wife, It's why I have my three kids, it's how I met my best friends. And now with Modern Musician, we've seen so many talented artists who started out with a dream, with a passion, but without really a fan base or without a business. And be able to take that and turn it into a sustainable full-time career and be able to impact hundreds of thousands, even millions of fans with their music. And we've had thousands of messages from artists who've told us that we've helped change their lives forever. And it just gets even more exciting, and fulfilling when you're surrounded by a community of other people who get it and who share their success and their knowledge with each other openly. And so if you are feeling called to make your music a full-time career and to be able to reach more people with your music, then I want to invite you to join our community so that we can support your growth and help lift you up as you pursue your musical dreams. You'll be able to interact in a community with other high-level artists, coaches, and industry professionals, as well as be able to participate in our daily live podcasts, meet these amazing guests, and get access to completely free training. If you'd like to join our family of artists who truly care about your success, then click on the link in the show notes and sign up now
1: just because that works for somebody else and it has helped them see success, doesn't mean that that thing is also going to work for you. So they're chasing something that is not right for them just because they think that that's what they need to do to see success.
0: We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. Yeah! (laughs) All right, I'm excited to be here today with with Laura Chapman. So, uh, Laura is an award-winning singer-songwriter turned viral vocal coach, and she's the founder of Vox Tape Studios. After many successful releases, hundreds of shows, and navigating the reality is, of the music industry herself, she discovered her true passion, which is helping artists and, and vocalists to be able to transform from singers into actual artists. And so, her coaching videos have now reached millions of passionate singers around the world. And she's built a reputation in the industry as the go to coach for helping singers to find their own voice as an artist. And so, I'm really excited to have her on the podcast today to be able to share some gems, some lessons that really are, are so at the core. Yeah. I think of being an artist, right. Being an artist. And, you know, if you're a singer, especially your voice is something that is the first thing that people really connect with and identify with. And your voice really represents so much more than just the sound. Like it really represents your message and represents who you are and how you deliver that. So I just, I think it's such a, an important and powerful thing to be able to focus on. So looking forward to having a conversation today about how can artists find their unique voice and Valar, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Well, thank you for having me, and thanks for the lovely introduction. You're making me sound very important. <laughs> I don't know, if I'm that important, but you
0: <laughs> just, know, just saying, just saying things as they are, just calling it like it is. <laughs> well, Laura, real quick, you know, maybe for anyone who this is their first time connecting with you, could you share just briefly a little bit about your work that you do with Voxsafe Studio and you know, and the vocalists, and how you got to where you are today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like you kind of said in your introduction. We are an online vocal studio, so we do private lessons. We also have some online courses as well. But you know, we basically help singers find who they are, like vocally and as artists, but also, you know, the technical side of singing. I feel like one of the most important things to do to, you know, figure out what do you do really well is release tension and making singing feel good Mm. when singing feels good is when you're going to sound incredible so our top Mm. priority is helping people make singing feel good and then figure out okay what is that thing about your voice that makes everyone go oh my god who is this person they are amazing i need to check out their spotify whatever right so Mm. that's that's where our passion lies we work with contemporary singers so anything that's like pop rock r&b soul funk country christian music like anything that's contemporary is where we specialize that's our specialty and how did i end up here well kind of by accident honestly my mom is a teacher so i guess teaching is kind of like in my blood (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know when i when i saw her teach like she's a kindergarten teacher so like nothing she used to teach like recorder lessons in school but you know not like singing lessons or anything like that but You know, I was always like, oh, mom, I could never do what you do. This is incredibly exhausting and just kids screaming. And I'm like, oh, my God, I could (laughs) never do this. I'm going to go move to Hollywood and be a famous singer instead. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Right. (laughs) Turns out that's not so easy to do. (laughs) And also, like, I was doing it, like, I was playing all these shows. I did all these interviews and social media and blah, 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 blah. did all that jazz and just realized that I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. And I feel like in this industry, if you don't love, 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 love it, it's not really worth it because it comes with a lot of sacrifices. And I was just not, not into that. It was just not important enough for me because I realized that coaching, like teaching voice lessons was something I just did on the side because I needed to make money. (laughs) And, you know, I realized that I enjoyed that way more than Figuring out what to post on social media, and just playing the whole game—I just really didn't enjoy that. I loved the writing, I loved the performing, I loved the recording, all the creative stuff that was so fun. But everything else, I just really didn't enjoy at all. And I realized that I loved helping others and teaching others, helping them with their voices so much more. And it gave me the flexibility that I was looking for as well. And I've been doing this full time since 2020, since COVID, and. I'm so happy. It's so much fun. I love what I do. And I get to work from my basement. We're in my basement right now. And <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of how I how I got into coaching, kind of by accident. But I am so glad it happened, and I wouldn't change hmm. it for the world.
0: Amazing. Yeah, thank, thank you for sharing that. And yeah. you, you're someone that... I think you're such an amazing singer yourself and, you know, you're able to share that, you know, with, with other artists as well. So, so I, I do think that, you know, you having that background of having you know, kind of gone through your own journey with, with music mm-hmm. and continuing to, you know, work on your voice, you know, does create a great foundation for you to be able to coach and help other artists as well. Um, oh, of course. So I would love to hear based on your experience now, you both personally with your own voice and, and also with working with, you know, so many other vocalists, Uh, What have you found has been one of the biggest challenges or kind of reoccurring patterns or or themes as it relates to them connecting with their unique voice or releasing tension? Like what's getting in the way? of
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's they have and I we used to be exactly the same way. They have this idea of what like they like they think that they need to sound like or they need to be able to do in order to see success in the music industry, right? Mm-hmm. So they think like, I need to be able to sing as high as Arena Grande, but also belt my face off like Demi Lovato, but also, mm-hmm. you know, have the vibrato of Whitney Houston and, you know, just like <laughs> all these different things. And they're comparing themselves to some of the most successful and the most skilled singers out there not realizing that just because that works for somebody else and it has helped them see success doesn't mean that that thing is also going to work for you. So they're chasing mm. something that is not right for them just because they think that that's what they need to do to see success. Mm. And again, no shade. <laughs> it's was exactly the same way. Like I thought that I needed to sing like Christina Aguilera to see success in, in, in music. And I, I, forced my voice to do things that didn't come naturally to me. I learned how to do these things through vocal coaching, through taking lessons for years, decades, myself. And, you know, I learned a lot and I'm really grateful for that, but I didn't see success until I realized what my strengths are. And I, you know, explored that more and really took advantage of that and showcase that as much as possible. That's when I started seeing success. And it was totally mm. different from what everyone else was doing out there, so
0: mm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so good and it, it's, it's so interesting kind of thinking about the relationship between your voice and yourself and who you are and kind of the way that you express yourself. It seems like it's a common theme for a lot of the most successful artists is that they kind of went through this journey of discovering who they, who they are. And part of that came with what you're describing of trying to be who they thought other people wanted them to be. And then they kind of eventually looked within, they kind of, they found something that, that was who they were and that was unique to them. They were able to express that. How do you recommend anyone who's like here right now listening to this and who's been trying to figure that out? They're like, who the heck Mm -hmm. am I? And what is special about my voice? And how can (laughs) I lean into that? Where, Where do they even get started with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that you're bringing this up. Cause this is usually like the biggest question that I get or like, okay, I hear you. I hear what you're saying and it seems to like, it makes sense, but how, <laughs> and I'm like, well, there's a lot of different ways you can go about that. One of the things that I always tell people to pay attention to is what came easily to you before you had any sort of coaching. Right? Like, hmm. if you already had voice lessons, or if you already had some help from other people, maybe you did some online courses or you learned how to sing from YouTube videos, whatever it is you did before you started to do anything, what came naturally to you? What, what was easy for you to do? For me, that was low notes, right? I could sing low all day long. I did not know how to access my head voice before I started taking voice lessons, I didn't even know it existed, right? But then all I wanted to do was chase that and sing higher and higher and higher and higher, anyways. Hmm. Pay attention to what um, you could do before you had any sort of coaching and then the other thing is getting feedback from other people that's what really changed everything for me when i first signed with my manager you know i was singing a bunch of different songs i was writing a bunch of different songs and just sent him everything that i had and when he heard me sing brandy carlisle's the story it has some low notes in there. Like I sang it because she belts her face off in that song. But what stood out to him were my low notes. And then he was like, oh my gosh, Lara, wh- why are you doing all this Christina's stuff? Like you need to do low notes. Like you sound incredible singing these low notes. And I'm like, are you kidding me? The thing that is easy? You want me to do that? You don't want me to do the thing that I work super hard for? <laughs> <She's> like, nope. <laughs> The thing that's easy. And Mm. that's when everything clicked for me, right? A lot of singers have this idea that singing needs to be hard. And when it's hard, that's when you know you're doing it right. And that's when, you know, everything will admire you because it's so hard to do this, right? It's hard work. Mm. But it's actually exactly the opposite. When singing feels effortless to you, when you can do this every day, all day, that's when people connect with you and they're like, oh my gosh, how did she just make this sound so easy? I wish I could do that. Like, I wish I could sing this note so easily, or I wish I could have this cool effortless vibrato in my, in my singing or whatever it is. Right. It's when it's effortless, that's when it connects with people. And that's when, you know, everything, everything changes. And it's also good news for your vocal health, right? Like you don't have to strain, you don't have to work your little booty off to see success in singing. It's actually quite the contrary. Now I'm not saying that you should never work on your voice and step outside of your comfort zone and explore other things that you could do with your voice. You absolutely should, right? Like you wanna broaden your horizon. You wanna be as well-rounded as you possibly can. But when it comes to performing, you really need to dig into the things that come easily to you. And then we were just in Hawaii together last month. And I don't remember. Who it was, if it was Eli or if it was Friedemann, who said, It's not about finding yourself, it's about defining yourself. Do you remember who said that?
0: Sounds like something that either one of them could have said, but my guess would be Friedemann, just based (laughs) on the branding exercise he did.
1: Yes, exactly. And I was Mm. like, Oh my God, that makes so much sense. And Mm. I feel like that has a part in this here as well. Like, How do you find your, your thing? It's, Mm. it's not so much about like finding it more so about defining it, right? Like, Mm. where are you at right now? What is that right now? Rather than chasing something, right? I feel like if we, if we approach it from like a finding perspective, it seems Mm. like we're chasing something we don't already have. Mm. but that thing that makes you different from everybody else, the thing that comes easily and effortlessly to you, the thing that's going to make everyone go, wow, who is this person is already within you. You just need to define what that is. You know Mm. what I mean? So that really stood out to me. And I wanted to mention this here too, because I'm like, Oh, Mm. this is so cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I love that. It's it's so good. And what it reminds me of is this analogy that, yeah, I think it perfectly articulates what, what you're describing right now that um, it's sort of like, rather than feeling like you need to find or be someone else or do something outside of you, that, you know, we want to, it's sort of like you have a big ice block. And if, if you're trying to create artwork from it, you like chip away everything, you know, on, on the edges to, you know, to kind of create this form but it's not like you're doing something different. You're actually digging deeper into who you already are. Yes. And you're just carving it so oh, you can I love ar- that. express that.
1: Yes. You're not adding to the ice. You're chipping away from the ice, right? You're just getting to the essence of the ice, which is like, you're getting to the essence of you. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing here, right? Like I said, what could you do before you had any sort of training, right? Like It's already within you. It's within you from birth or whatever it is, however it is you want to put that, right? Like, it's already within you. You just need to remove all the fancy bells and whistles and all the the techniques and embellishments and all that stuff that you learned along the way and just Mm -hmm. come back to ground zero, (laughs) essentially, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what is it really that makes you different from everybody else? And yeah, who are you at the essence? How do we define that rather than mm. find it because again like i said i feel like if we if we're trying like if we're looking for something we look for that outside of ourselves but if we define it we look for it within ourselves at least mm. for me that's that's how it makes sense to me
0: <laughs> mm. absolutely i feel like i i can understand and kind of remember i can recall our last conversation and i, I can understand how we got i remember getting to some like really profound like deep conversations and i feel like we probably got yeah. there in some similarly how we're getting there right right now, just in terms of identity, right? And and how how do we define ourselves and you know what is what is unique or what is our ourself like at the core. So because I think we've already gone down that path. And for anyone who hasn't heard it yet, I would definitely recommend going and listening to the other podcast that we did with with Laura as well, because it's fantastic. But you know, if anyone's actually here live right now, feel free to put something in the comments or the chat or raise your hand if you have any specific questions that you'd like to, to ask Lara and you know I, I think that one testament that I've seen to you Lara and the work that you're doing is from a Shane on our team and he's someone that I regard like extremely highly in my life. He's like one of um, the best humans that I know and one of the most successful musicians that I know. And he was just had, was gushing about the vocal work that, <laughs> that you've done with him. So I know that, you know, that it's really transformative. It's extremely valuable. And yeah, I'm curious for people who are listening to this right now who are, you know, wanting to explore and kind of, and figure out how to define themselves. What are some action steps maybe that they could take to you know to start doing that you mentioned feet like getting feedback is is one of those things that's mm-hmm. valuable so like how do you get feedback and who do you who should you ask for it what do you recommend for that
1: yeah i love that you're bringing up shane shane is so sweet he's so great <laughs> he he t- talks so highly of me and my team and i'm like oh wow like we didn't even do that much <laughs> but like <laughs> obviously we we did a lot but you know it's just like to him, it was life changing because, you know, he was always like, well, I, I look at myself as a songwriter, not as a singer. And I'm really struggling to to sing and do these things. And I'm like, OK, well, sing something and like, let's figure out, let's figure out how bad it really is. Right. <laughs> like, no pressure." Like, <laughs> And it was really good from like the beginning. Like he was actually very like at least very decent. OK, like m- very pleasant to listen to. And just like giving him the validation maybe if that's the word i'm looking for just kind of like the feedback of like hey you know actually like you got this like you can mm-hmm. you can do this and you are much closer to where you want to be than you think you are so mm-hmm. you know like let's make a couple tweaks here and there and then you're 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 going to be great and we already did you know a couple tweaks in his first session and it made a huge change and he he was one of the people who was like oh my gosh i feel guilty because it now feels so much easier than it did before. And I didn't think (laughs) that singing could feel so effortless and so easy. Mm. And I didn't know that that was the right way to do it. I thought it was supposed to be so difficult, right? Mm. And I'm like, no, no, it's supposed to feel easy. It's supposed to feel like you can do this every day all day. And Mm. that, that on its own, like within just that first 45 minute session that made a huge change in his singing. And that made me so, so, so happy. And then, you know, we continued working with him and all that stuff, but feedback is one of the best things you can get. And especially if it's feedback from someone in the field, right? Like it it depends on what you're looking for, right? Like if you're looking to get vocal feedback, you should get feedback from someone who is a vocal coach or someone who has been in the industry for a really long time. Right? but if you're looking to get feedback on delivery like with your like with like the way you perform live with your instruments then it's not just a vocal coach then it's probably also a songwriting coach like someone who understands your original music it could be a performance coach as well which a lot of vocal coaches do like us included we we do that as well but it's really important that you're getting feedback from the right people right? Like your mom, we love your mom. Okay. But she might not really know what she's talking (laughs) about and she's going to love whatever it is you do either way. Same with, you know, your grandma and like all these supportive people that you have around you, like try and uh, get feedback from people that maybe don't know you. Maybe they do know you, but they are professionals in the industry. They don't necessarily need to be coaches, Though I would recommend that they are because they can put it like they can give you very constructive feedback. So, for example, a a manager or an agent, a booking agent, right? They can tell you what they like and don't like about your voice, your performance, your songs, whatever it is you're trying to get feedback on, but they can't tell you why and they can't tell you what to change to make it better, whatever that means, right? A coach, on the other hand, absolutely can because this is what they do every day, all day right? Like we can give you constructive criticism and feedback, but in addition to that, we can also help you make changes and get to where you want to be based on our feedback and our, and our help. Right. So definitely a coach is a, is a really great way to go. And having that one-on-one feedback, there's just like nothing that beats that. Like I understand that that is usually the most expensive option, right? Like if you're, if you're paying for those services, if you you don't just have a vocal coach friend laying around, (laughs) but you know, if you're paying for those services, I understand it can, it can get a little bit pricey, but there's a reason why it is a little bit pricey because there's just nothing that beats it. Like there's not, like if you can work one-on-one with someone for an hour, like they ha- you have their full attention. You can dissect everything it is you're doing. I mean, you can't do everything in one hour, but you can do a lot in one hour. Mm. And yeah, no, that's definitely the best way to go.
0: Mm. Totally makes sense. Yeah. I think that there is something about personalization and mm-hmm. customizing things, like t- tailoring things to who you are specifically, that's extremely powerful. It's, it's one thing that I think our education system overall you know, it's pretty ripe for the opportunity for improvement because of, you know, that it kind of came from this factory style of, what was it like Henry Ford that sort of popularized the same thing we use for our school systems nowadays, whereas like having personalization. Yeah.
1: You see that with colleges too, right? Like if I'm saying, Mm -hmm. well, private one-on-one lessons can be pricey. Look at colleges. Okay. Like I went to the Berkeley college of music And if I'm calculating how much money I spend per hour that I was sitting in a classroom, it is way more than I ever paid for vocal training, like for private one-on-one lessons. And I was in a class, like it was not one-on-one instruction or anything like besides my private voice lessons, but there were 30 minutes once a week. And, you know, it was Mm. (laughs) over before it began really. So the, the private one-on-one instruction, there's just nothing that beats it. And, it's sometimes even cheaper than college, depending on where you go. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we could we could talk a lot about music college and and different and education in education in general. But you know, one one thing that I was curious about is around like the performance. You mentioned that you focus on you know the you know vocal lessons around identifying your unique voice, but also in terms of how you perform and. Personally, that's something that I've generally struggled with as it relates to performing Mm -hmm. music or or singing is that it's easy for me to like, you sing by myself. Um, But, you know, it's with the band that that, that I performed in Paradise Fears for 10 years, I was the keyboardist. And so I got to kind of like hang out in my own area. It kind of, it was more of like a backstage tech kind of person as opposed to like front man, like. Doing the mm-hmm. the singing, and it's always something that that I felt has been challenging. More challenging is like the actual performance and not being in my head yeah, as I'm singing in front of people. So I'm curious how you support and help other people because I'm sure that I'm not the only one who has that experience. You know, performing oh, no, is sure. like you know it's it's putting yourself out there, and I can imagine that being a challenge. So, what would your recommendation be for anyone who is looking to kind of overcome the Maybe you call it stage fright, or is just looking to improve their performance overall without being yeah. as self conscious?
1: Yeah, I mean, it comes down to confidence, right? And hmm. the confidence doesn't necessarily just come from like vocal skill, like how good of a singer you are, but it's a very big mental game. And singing in general is a very mental thing. While, you know, feeling secure in your vocal abilities helps you feel a little bit more confident and comfortable. Uh, It's not everything. And so we definitely need to address that as well. And musicality in general, too. I was actually really surprised when I first started, you know, teaching voice lessons. You know, there's some singers out there that have been taking lessons for years, and they're actually really quite skilled vocalists. But they're Basic musical knowledge and feel, most importantly, it's just not there. So, for example, singing and doing a simple step touch at the same time, like step touch, step touch, step touch, and singing at the same time to music was impossible for some of these people. And I'm like, oh, Lord, wait, why? Where is this disconnect coming from? So, you know, I'm not saying you need to know music theory that has nothing to do with it. That's, again, like a very brain heavy thing. I'm more interested in the feel, right? Like, can you embody the music and can you move together with the music? That'll help you feel so much more secure on stage because you're not constantly worried about like, oh, when do I have to come in? And oh my gosh, am I ahead? Am I behind? Like, you just feel the music. And this is a skill that a lot of people out there think you either have or you don't. That is not true. And many of my students are proof that that is not true. I would say for me, it came naturally. Uh, I'm not going to lie, but a lot of my students, it didn't come naturally too. So, you know, we practice it, we practice the skill just like any other skill. And that helps them feel so much more musical and so much more secure in, in their bodies and in the music in general as well. Like whether they're singing with a band or to a track or they're accompanying themselves right like it'll also help with the whole like multitasking thing like playing and singing at the same time whether you're playing it like playing piano and singing or playing guitar and singing whatever it is like it'll help you with that as well just to feel more like I know this and I got this and I feel comfortable with this just musically We call this groove work, right? Like we work on groove. And then, like I said, the mental side of singing, right? Like turning limiting beliefs into serving thoughts, you know, rather than like, oh my gosh, here comes the high note. I hope I won't crack. You know, like that's a limiting belief. Let's turn that into a serving thought. Something like, I practice this every single day and I have nailed this every single time. There is no reason why I can't hit this note now. It's going to go great, right? Just like changing your mindset and changing how you approach notes or performances and the vocal skills in general. And I truly believe that when you find your thing and you believe that that is your thing and you know you do that really well, then you feel much more deserving of what you're getting. So we, I had a student once, her name is Izzy, and she she reached out to me. You know, we worked together for a couple months and then, you know, she went off to her own thing. She got signed to a label super proud of her. She did such great work. And then she reached out to me a couple months later and was like, Hey, I got this gig as an opening act for this really big artist. And I am struggle busing. Like I Mm. am so nervous. I don't know why they asked me to do this. And I'm like, well, do you remember what we talked about? Like they asked you, like you didn't like harass them. First of all, they asked you. So Mm. they know that you have something to bring to the table that nobody else can. You deserve to be there. They see this in you. So now it's time for you to see this in yourself as well, right? Like there's something that only you have and that's exactly what they were looking for, right? Like if they wanted someone who sings like Demi Lovato, they wouldn't have asked you, right? Mm -hmm. But they were looking for someone who is a really great storyteller and who writes some really cool, folky songs and you are the right person for that. Right. You have this unique thing that they are looking for and you can bring this to the table and nobody else can.
0: Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Super inspiring. And I, am definitely sold on, on taking vocal lessons. I'm going to be connecting with you afterwards (laughs) to to, to at least book our our first session. Uh, For for me, it's it's really the, when when you describe like the performance part of it, yeah, I think the limiting belief for myself is that I was never much of like a dancer. Yeah, you know, I was the the kid who would like to you know, stay on the sidelines. I was, felt really awkward. And I mean, especially in in high school, I was a super lanky, awkward looking kid. So like, you can imagine this like tree, like, you know, awkwardly moving around the dance floor. And yeah, I think that that sort, sort of has bled into performing, you know, and that groove work that, that you mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah, I, I feel I don't have uh, a lot of anxiety about my voice or performing from a standpoint of actually singing, but from the yeah. standpoint of just like you know, performing on stage and knowing how to move, you know, and be comfortable, you know, doing that, that's something go. that, that right. I, and so I a big work with. Part
1: is just identifying, like, where is the anxiety or the fear coming from, right? Like mm. you just said, oh, it's the moving part. It's not the actual mm. singing part. I feel good about that. It's the moving part. I feel awkward on stage, like standing on stage. I don't know what to do with my hands. What I don't know I what to do with to my do with
0: hands. My... That's the, that's oh the, the thought.
1: The amount of time I get that question, I'm like, it so doesn't matter what okay, you're doing. Laura, your hands. can you
0: settle it? Yeah, what do we what? What do we do with our hands, Laura?
1: <laughs>
0: Please tell us.
1: Well, you know, whatever it is your heart desires. No, the, the goal is mm. at the end of the day to never ever think about what it is you're doing with your hands. Mm. Mm. Right? Like, if you are worried about what it is you're doing with your hands, you're not telling me a story. Mm. You're worried about yourself rather than serving your audience, right? Mm-hmm. Performing is not about you, at least for the successful performers. It's not about you. It's about your audience. You want to show your audience a good time, right? You want to help them feel understood. You want to help them feel heard. You just want them to dance, like whatever it is you want to do, right? Like however you want your audience to feel. That's the very key word right here. Feel, right? Like mm-hmm. we always want to feel something. So mm-hmm. You know like we want to serve the audience and if you are worried about what it is you're doing with your hands you're not serving your audience you're worried about yourself Mm -hmm. right so we need to figure out okay well what is your song about and let's focus on telling that story and your arms will do what they have to do to support you in telling that story automatically Rather than on this note, I'm going to do this. Like, (laughs) I mean, sure, we can have some sort of choreography, right? But Uh. that's not really what it is is about. It's just like you are so in your head and worried about what you look like and what you sound like. Let's focus on your audience instead and how can we serve them? Obviously, a part of that is feeling more comfortable in your body, in the groove, in the movement and things like that. That's another part of that, like we talked about. But a big part is serving your audience, not yourself.
0: Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's super valuable. And uh, I mean, that interesting. Like, that's the same realization that really helped me uh, personally overcome social anxiety when I was growing up in high school. It was sort of realizing that, yeah, like, I'm just thinking a lot about myself. And the truth is, like, most people aren't thinking that much about you or like aren't thinking about how you're moving your hands that much you know it's like most people are thinking about themselves and they're concerned more about themselves that you know you might as well just be yourself and you know and and absolutely lean into that
1: Hmm. oh 100 like people are always preoccupied (laughs) with themselves and like concerned about themselves and not really about you like they don't really care Might as well do what you want, right? And you're going to piss some people off either way. Like, you're always going to have the odd person that's like, you suck, and you look so (laughs) awkward on stage, and you totally missed that note. And I heard you mess up the lyrics, and whatever it is, right? Like, you're always going to have these people, but they are a very small minority. The majority of the people, the vast majority of the people that are watching you perform are there to have a good time. They are thinking about themselves and they also want to support you, right? Like they want you to do well because when you do well, they have a better time, right? Mm. Like when you are not feeling good on stage, when you are not feeling comfortable and confident on stage, they feel that. And they always in the back of their minds are a little concerned about you. And I am not paying 20 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever, how much, how much, how much your ticket is for, for a live show, right? I'm not paying that to be concerned. I'm paying that to have a good time, (laughs) (laughs) right Mm. so feeling confident and comfortable on stage is super important
0: Mm. awesome yeah super valuable the one other thing that helped me uh personally as it relates to that confidence or you know getting on stage because i mean there is a certain excitement that always comes with like getting up on stage and performing and I, i feel like there's been studies that Getting up on stage, public speaking, or performing is sort of like the number one fear of of most people, and even more than like yeah. death in some, some cases. Like terribly afraid of just being in yeah. front of people. And I was just there's someone who brought this up this weekend at a trip that that I went to, and they brought up this like mindset shift between viewing what your body is doing leading up to a performance. Instead of seeing it as like, I'm nervous about this or I'm feeling afraid, just framing it as, you know, I'm feeling excited. Yeah, I'm feeling excited for this thing because it's the same actual feeling like chemically in your body, Mm -hmm. the same, you know, hormones that that are happening. But just by shifting that mindset and being like, oh, like this is just my body waking me up and it's getting me excited to go do this thing. It's actually a good thing. that was something that I know helped me a lot with performing yeah, from a standpoint of the type of performances that I did with the band, you know, and and doing the keyboard performances, because before that, you know, I had had some panic attacks on stage.
2: It oh, was, yeah,
0: you know, it, could, it could be really challenging. So at least that that was something that helped me yeah. get more comfortable with performing like keyboard. But I can imagine for people who are you know doing performances themselves, maybe you've had a similar experience where there just it takes you know a lot of courage to get over that initial fear of performing. For life. sure.
1: Oh, I used mm. to get sick before every single performance. Like mm. my immune system is a friggin' rock star. Okay. Like I never get sick and I'm very, very grateful for that. But literally no fail before every single performance as a kid, I would get sick because I was so nervous. I was so mm. nervous. And, and then, you know, my body was like, okay, well, if we get sick, she can't sing. So then she doesn't have to perform so we can get out of this situation that makes us feel uncomfortable. Hmm. Right now, I always ended up performing anyways. Like, I was never that sick. Always just like, like you know, a little raspy, a little sore throat, a little whatever. But yeah, like your body does, does react. But like I said before, singing and performing, both of them are a very mental thing, right? Like, you can sabotage yourself with your mind, or you can set yourself up for success just using your mind and that's what you were just talking about right like looking at it as excitement rather than nerves or panic or whatever it is that uh, is super helpful i also heard beyonce say in an interview once that i don't know the exact quote but more or less what she quick? says is like <laughs> I just love that. oh my gosh hey, uh, <laughs> Good question what was that exact quote again (laughs) no but basically she was just like you you have like (sighs) Mm. being nervous means you care right like if you don't feel any nerves at all whatsoever that just means you don't care and then you're not going to have a good performance because you don't care but you do Mm. care right like you care about your audience you care about well yourself probably a little bit as well right like you wanna you wanna give people what they paid for and if it's a free show you just want to show them a good time right like Whatever it is. And you yourself want to have a good time as well. So like you care. So being nervous, feeling a little something, something is a good sign. It means you care. Mm-hmm. That is also, I think, important to remember. And then again, like viewing it, it as excitement rather than just sheer like fear of judgment, I think is, is a big thing, right? Like why, why are we so afraid? We're afraid of being judged and we're afraid of being disliked. So mm-hmm. yeah, just mental switch. And uh, Mm. we're making it sound so easy, right? We're just like, well, yeah, just think differently and you're good.
2: (laughs) It's not that easy.
1: It takes some practice. Mm. It definitely takes some practice. And the only way to get better better at performing is by practicing, right? Just like with singing. The only way to get better at singing is by practicing. But there are some more like lower risk things you can do to practice your performance skills, right? Like your first performance shouldn't be in an arena, right? Like that'd be great. But I, I promise you, it will not be great. You will shit your pants. Okay. Like, it's not a good time. It is not a good time. You want to start out with something much smaller, right? Like, you can start by just posting a pre-recorded clip of yourself on Instagram stories. It disappears after 24 hours. Most people will probably not even see it, but right. Just like dipping your toes into the water one by one to get over your fear of performance and get over your fear of being heard and being judged. Like, there's many little things that we can do to help you prepare before you even sing live in front of anyone, before you sing in person in front of anyone. So, yeah, don't feel like you have to sing in front of hundreds of people from day one. No,
0: not at all. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I feel like most of the artists that I've talked to who are, you know, killing it and doing, like, big stages are people who got their start, like, all of us. Like, they started with open mic nights, and they just started, like, performing, and eventually that kind of built up. It is interesting wanting, like, that desire to sort of skip those initial stages and just, like, jump right into – the amphitheater well, the stage. yeah,
1: it's just instant gratification, right? Like, mm-hmm. especially in today's day and age, because of social media and the internet in general, like, if literally, if you don't know the answer to something, you do not have to go to the library, <laughs> like, get on your horse, go to the library and like <laughs> find the right book, like, you just take out your phone and you just Google it. And three seconds later, you know, the answer to literally any question you can have. So it's that instant gratification. And it's the same thing with any sort of training, right? Like we don't want to practice singing for 30, 45 minutes every single day. No, like we just want to sound like Beyonce today. But it's just not how it works. And it's the same thing with performing, right? You have to play those crappy gigs before you go on stage. Obviously, there's always some exceptions, right? Like maybe maybe people who are going to these, like talent shows, you know, like The Voice or American Idol or America's Got Talent or whatever it is, right? Like there are some singers that are on these stages and they only did, you know, like the couple rounds, like singing for the judges before the televised rounds. And then they're on this big stage and they're singing in front of all these people, but they've never really done that before. Like, sure, it happens, but that's just like not the norm, not the norm at all. Like even Lady Gaga has played to a room of literally no one. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe one or two people. I did the same thing. I remember this one time I was driving one and a half hours to get to this gig. And the only person there was the freaking bartender. And my husband, who was my roadie, helping me set up and tear down <laughs> all my stuff. Right? Mm. And I'm like, why did I just do this? Why did I mm. just drive, like, three hours, right? One and a half hours, one way. Set up, play for two hours to nobody except the bartender. <laughs> like. Uh. Why? Why am I doing this? But it's it's just a part of the gig.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just a part of it. We had that exact same experience. I wonder if anyone who's here live if you had the experience too of literally just playing like a show for just the bartender. But it it was funny too. (laughs) It was a similar way. You, You drove three hours. Like I can't remember the the length of the car drive, but I do remember this particular venue was like the worst the worst show that we've ever played. It was just set up so poorly. For a live performance, there was like three giant flights of stairs. And there's the stair like what led up Whoa. to the final room was this like very thin staircase that was like extremely steep. And so I remember carrying our <sighs> drum tote up that, you know, that that no. thin like cramped. We it was so challenging. And then it was just the bartender, you know, at the room. And I do I remember too, there was a bunch of signs along the way that just were very unfriendly to to the performers. (laughs) Like, I don't know if they had bad experiences with performers in the past, but they're like, they're like, like, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Like you guys Mm -hmm. suck (laughs) without saying you guys suck basically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's so true. Like, you know, there's, you don't hear anyone who is successful that doesn't have those stories of like, you know, where they had to face embarrassment or failure, quote unquote, or, you know, they just had to suck for a while to get good. So that's an inspiring reminder. So thank you for for, uh, for sharing that. Well,
1: and it's honestly, it's a safe space to practice. Like I said, anything, even performing, it takes practice. So, Look at mm. that as practice, right? Mm. Like even the bartender is a person. So you better give that per- bartender the performance of their wives, okay? You better knock him out of the park and then they go telling everyone, all their friends about you. No, really, like just look at it as practice. It's unfortunately mm. a part of the gig, but look at it as practice. An mm. opportunity to get better.
0: Yeah, that's a great mindset. Yeah, there was someone on the podcast a couple – uh, a couple days ago, I think it might've been Bobby Ozinski who was talking about oh, how, Bobby! yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Bobby, I wish he could have been out to Hawaii. He, I think he was actually in Hawaii, like a couple weeks after we were there, but uh-huh. he was describing a similar quote to what we just talked about, which was something along the lines of, you know, early on we get to. There's a blessing to have obscurity. Like there's a blessing to have obscurity because we can sort of play around and and figure out who we are and be creative. So it yeah. is something I think sometimes we overlook as musicians. If if we're just starting out, we don't have a fan base. We might wish that we had an audience of ten thousand or hundred thousand or millions of people that are kind of watching us. And you know sometimes you know, there are people who are, who have that who you know they wish that they had. The, the playground to be able to explore and create things in obscurity. So, you know, just, just something yeah. to honor, like wherever you're at, you're there right now. So just show up and, you know, kind of work through the stage that you're at. 100%. Couldn't mm. agree more.
1: Mm. Awesome. It's tough. It's tough to remember that, right? Like, yeah. it's like, Oh, but I'm not where I want to be. Like, why mm-hmm. am I doing this? The whole self doubt, right? Like nobody came to listen or whatever it is. Like it mm-hmm. is really tough to to appreciate Mm. it and look at it from a positive standpoint, Mm. but try.
0: It's good. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's the work. Yeah, that's, (laughs) it it is great. So how about we go to our audience? I think we have some questions coming in here. So um, if you're hmm. here live in our community, then I would love to hear any questions that you have for Laura. I'm looking at uh, all in the fam beats says, she makes me want to learn how to sing now. (laughs) LOL. Is that possible? (laughs) Can I become a, a singer if I have zero experience? So I'm guessing you know, maybe uh, fan beats, yeah, you're, maybe <laughs> you're like a, a rapper, or maybe like you're a, you're a beat creator, and you're wondering: Is it possible to become a singer if I don't have any experience doing that?
1: Absolutely, yes. So singing is just training muscles. So just like any other muscle in your body, right? You can train. Like if you are a couch potato currently, aka me, and you want to get <laughs> into shape, you, what you do, you hit the gym every single day, five times a week, whatever, right? And then with some training over the next couple months maybe a couple years you'll be crazy bodybuilder and you'll look amazing right it's the same thing for the voice your voice consists of muscles so just like any other muscle you can train your voice now in singing it is more than just muscle training right we also need to make sure that you have the basic like musicality So a little bit of what we talked about, right? Like the whole like step touch, step touch, step touch thing, but also like ear training, right? Like making sure you're singing the right notes, you're singing the right notes at the right time, things like that. But all of that can be trained, right? Like we all, we all start on a different level, right? Some people start round zero and they've never sang, like they've never touched an instrument. They've never created a beat. Like they never, they don't rap, they don't do anything, right? Like they have zero um, connection to music. Maybe they'll listen to music, but that's about it. And some people like they listen to music, they've played an instrument, but they've never sung before. So they start maybe here because they already have that a musical foundation, right? And then there's others that have been singing their entire lives. So they start a little bit like, we all start from a different level, but we can all work to get to the next level and the next level and the next level and the next level. 100%. Mm.
0: Mm. Awesome. That's super inspiring. Yeah. Uh, it, what it came to mind as you're describing that was You know Matthew McConaughey. You know he was someone who Mm. literally had no acting experience, and he sort of got like picked up off the side of the road, if I remember correctly. And you know he's an amazing actor. And so obviously not all of us are Matthew McConaughey, and it's certainly not like actors. (laughs) But but it is inspiring just to know that, like you just said, like that it doesn't matter if you don't have experience. It's just about where you're at right now, taking that that stage, and it's really you know kind of it's. A personal journey and you can get started at any point awesome
1: absolutely but it is work right you have to mm. put in the work if you if you don't go to the gym you're not going to become a bodybuilder it's the same mm. thing for singing if you don't practice if you don't put in the work it's not going to happen
0: mm. awesome wait i can't just like be beyonce without doing anything
1: well maybe you i will <laughs> okay. grant you your special <laughs> wish because it's christmas
0: <laughs> <laughs> yay <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I love> <laughs> this is one of the few times I've ever gotten to use that sound bite, but that was, that was perfect. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. I think we have time for maybe one more question. If anyone has any questions they'd like to ask Laura, we can bring you on here live. A mentioned, this has been when we were talking about excitement uh, versus terror. I've sang and played in front of audiences for a long time. I'm still uptight. I drink to loosen up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I think a lot of people uh, drink for that reason. It's just not a long-term blessing. solution. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Dependency on something. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be drinking, but it does seem like there's are there are certain... Another thing that's come to mind is using, sort of what I'm looking for, like when you have a good luck charm or something kind of like that, where mm, if you mm-hmm. have these like little dependencies, then that might do the trick kind of in the short term. But then if you take that thing away, then yeah. that creates some, some blocks yeah. Uh, Search for
1: uh, it from within. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. So, yeah, maybe maybe we can wrap things up here, Lara, with just like a a recap and a reminder around what you described, which I think is really kind of at the core of everything that we just talked about, which is about building uh, confidence and just like showing up mm-hmm. and being yourself and being willing to show up and share who you are and be vulnerable. If you had to go back in time, maybe to when you were just getting started with your, your singing journey and, or maybe like when in your darkest moment, if you can remember like your darkest moment or most challenging <laughs> moment as it relates to, to uh-huh. you and, and your music, um, what would your advice be in terms of yeah, what would you recommend and what advice would you give to yourself to, to help them through that? That
1: is such a good question. Cause I truly believe like, You know, if I look at where I started out, even if people had told me like, no, like your low notes are amazing. Like, let's just stick with that. And like, we're just gonna make the most out of that. And you're gonna sound amazing. And you know, everyone's gonna love you. I promise you. Like, even if like, I don't know, some famous person had told me that, like some famous producer or manager or whatever, I probably still would have fought them on it and be like, no, I want a belt. And I want to sing high. Like, I I don't think at that point, I would have been ready for that kind of information. So I think just like, allowing yourself to go your journey and your your route and and not having regrets but rather like the things come to you at the right time like the right things come at the right time because I feel like at, at some point I had quite a bit of regrets you know like well why did no one tell me about this earlier like why did I waste literally a decade of you know working on all these other things that I'm now not using as much because I didn't know that I was supposed to do this other thing and blah 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 blah, blah right like like just having regret and also blaming other people for my problems, which don't do that. It doesn't help. So, you know, just like being gentle with yourself and allowing yourself to, to just be on your, on your journey and learning as you go, because you're not always ready for a very crucial piece of information in the beginning, but you are ready whenever you're ready for it. Right. And then it will click with you. So I think that's my biggest thing, just trusting the process and not being upset about that, but rather just looking at it as a growing opportunity and a learning opportunity and just growing as a person, as a singer, as a performer, as a coach, as an artist. Yeah, all of the above. Mm
0: -hmm. That's super powerful. Yeah, thank thank you for sharing that. And Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we're all, we're all figuring out stuff as best as we can. We're always doing our, the best that we can. So having the grace to sort of be with who you are and to accept who you are right now is a really powerful foundation and really the roots that can allow you to grow and you know, to mm-hmm. achieve the goals that you want to achieve. So beautiful. Yeah. So Laura, thank you again so much for coming on the podcast and you know, talking through these topics of you know, kind of going down into the core of who we are and how do we express that and also getting very you know, specific about practical tips to you know, become a better performer, a better vocalist. Uh, for anyone who's here, who's listening to this right now, who's interested in going deeper into themselves and their voice and discovering you know, what is their unique voice and is interested in learning more, where can they go to dive deeper and learn more from you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Love to help wherever I can. And I have a really great team of vocal coaches as well. We'd love to help you. So you can find us uh, under Vox Tape Studios, V-O-X-T-A-P-E Studios on Instagram, TikTok, like all these social media platforms, YouTube as well. Our website too. You know, I'd love to set up a lesson with you, like one-on-one session. If you're like, ooh, I'm not ready for that. Okay, girl, like hold your horses. We have some online courses that you can try out as well. But yeah, just voxtapestudios.com or Voxtapestudios on Instagram is where we're the most active. So come and find me there, send me a DM. I'd love to connect with you.
0: Awesome. Well, like always, all the links for the for the resources will be available in the show notes for easy access and uh, again, Laura, I'm excited personally to to have a lesson and to explore this more. And I, I couldn't recommend Laura and Voxtape Studios more highly as it relates to knowing Shane. And Shane is like one of our <laughs> uh, top coaches at Modern Musician. He's also an extremely successful musician himself. And when he uh, yes. has a kind of endorsement for uh, what you do that that he does, that was the first thing in my mind. I was like, okay. That's awesome. Uh, so thank you for when well, yeah, that. He was so, like,
1: you are the best in the world. I'm like, okay, okay, Shane. Like, thank you. I appreciate that. But like, you're making it sound too good. So people are not going to believe you. <laughs> 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 but he's awesome. Yeah. And Eli is now taking lessons with us as well from Modern oh, Musicians. So
0: amazing. You know,
1: like we have the whole Modern Musician team here at VoxSafe Studios. I love it.
0: That's that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, your voice is such a important part of your music and your voice, both in terms of like your actual vocal chords and the sound that you're making coming out, but also just like your identity and how you show up. And so, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to exploring.
1: Amazing. I can't wait, Michael. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: go. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guests today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow first if you hit subscribe then i'll make sure you don't miss a new episode secondly if you share it with your friends or on your social media tag us that that really helps us out and third uh, best of all if you leave us an honest review it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level the time to be a modern musician is now and i look forward to seeing you on our next episode